Welcome to this episode of the Scottish Property Podcast. This is actually a special episode that we're putting out because myself and Stephen actually met on Tuesday uh, to record this one, but because so many things have happened in the last few days in the news, then we're actually going to record this again. So this is a pretty much a rerun of what we talked about on Tuesday, Stephen, but we've got quite a bit to add here. Aye, shit's going to hit the fan like we were kind of expected. It was going to go a little bit, but um, aye, it'd probably be good to dive in a little bit deeper into the topics we discussed now that we know what stance government and you know, things are taking. Yeah, and there's been more announcements. We can obviously enlighten the listeners and what's happening, how it's going to affect landlords, property investors, how we're going to deal with tenants and all that. So we'll talk about that. But first of all, how, how who do you think is going to be affected first and foremost, instantly with all this. I mean, we're talking about the service accommodation people. Yeah, I think I think service accommodation and rent to rent is going to be the ones that are going to get hit straight away. People are going to, you know, not travel, cancel, cancel trips, cancel, you know, work, work trips, holidays, family visits, stuff like that. So I think the SAs, obviously things like um, sporting events and um, concerts and stuff being cancelled. So yeah, they're, they're, the SA industry is definitely going to get hit, I would have thought, immediately. Absolutely. I mean, there's pretty much been a travel ban, right? So anybody that's moving about, coming into the country for, like you say, events are pretty much cancelled. I know myself, I've got a service department overlooks the top of the hydro in Glasgow, which is where all the big concerts are. They've all been cancelled, so pretty much all my guests have just cancelled. I know that my next booking is probably in, I think I was looking today on my calendar, I think it's May. So we're probably about two months away. So pretty much everybody in the next two months for me has cancelled. Mm-hmm. So my big question is, can service department operators try and hold off and ride out this kind of this, this drought, basically? It's going to be a drought in income. Um, can well, they, I mean, they, they? The guys that have the SE operators that actually own their, their property, I mean, yes, they'll have a mortgage and, and bills to go with it, but I think the ones that might be worse might be the guys that are doing rent to rent because obviously they've signed contracts to guarantee their landlords the, yeah. the full rent, which will probably be higher than a mortgage payment. So... So these guys could be quite um, heavily exposed and if they've not put any cash reserves back behind them for um, their business on certain times, then this could, that could affect them pretty quickly. I really feel sorry for these people because a lot of these people were sold courses, you know, and it was this was the way to get into property without having really putting much of your own money in. You know, you don't own the asset. You just rent it from the landlord then sublet it on Airbnb. And I think these people are really going to be hit hard, possibly even just wiped out. So I hope not. I hope that they might have a bit of funds put by. Maybe they've made quite a bit last summer and they put back for, you know, kind of dry periods. But like, I I really do fear the worst for them. So I think that's really going to take, that's going to have instant impact because the buy-to-let landlords, you know, most of my tenants are saying they can get this month's rent paid, but then it's going to have a delayed effect. So we'll come on to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the next one we we, chat, we, chat, we spoke about on Tuesday was developers, people that are flipping projects or people that are buying projects, um, how that's going to affect them. And I know I've personally got a sale going through in about eight days' time. I've spoke to my solicitor today, but you know he's under no, he doesn't know whether he's going to be able to, whether the sale is going to go through or not. I know the guy who was buying the cottage was a cash buyer, but he was still relying on the sale of his house going through. So. Um, he was saying today that he was experiencing huge um, backlash. Basically, the help to buy schemes were kind of falling on its arse basically today. Um, 
So he was he was saying that basically it was hitting the fan. Um, clients withdrawn from from purchases, lenders withdrawn lending, and um, the government's help to buy schemes not going through. So he was saying that it was getting quite manic today. Okay. So um, I'd, I'd be interesting to see if my one goes through as well. And and, and, all, and we spoke about this as well on, on Tuesday. Um, I got an offer accepted on Friday on a property, and you're due to complete on a property on Friday. And I pulled it. Absolutely. I pulled out. I did it. I did it like, uh, what was it? What day was it? We spoke on Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. I think Wednesday, it was the next day. I, and we were, I was considering it on the Wednesday. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I feel bad. I feel really bad for the, pe- the people who were selling it to me. They did understand, and I apologized. And I said, look, it was only two weeks in. Anyway, it was a cash buy, and I was going to complete yeah. Uh, within three weeks so I just I, I've not made any rash decisions like that yet um, I just want to see what happens but, but yeah I'm kind of the same boat as you a little bit I don't want to pull because I, f- I feel like it's kind of you, you've com- kind of committed to it and I've, I'm, I've got that feeling that if I pull karma's going to kick me in the arse and the person that's buying my flip projects will pull so I'm just like wow. I'm trying to kind of keep things going as normal I've got the trade still working on the projects in Aberdeen trying to get materials to make sure that I can at least keep them going for as long as I possibly can um, but yeah. I, it's, I yeah. people are saying to me. I mean, obviously, the number one question is like, what do I do? What people are saying? What do we do? What do we do? Like, I actually put a property on the market for somebody through my state agency, and the inquiries have been slow, but they've still been coming. And we've actually got four viewers booked in for Saturday, so there's still people actively wanting to move. Whether or not they will be able to, like, you know. Like I'm due to move house myself into our new house in two weeks' time. Whether we will actually be able to physically move is a different story. That will be become clear in the next couple of days, obviously, if we progress further into some sort of lockdown. But the, one of the biggest reasons was that I kind of held back was I, I lived through. Well, I, I was quite active in the last crash, and uh, you know it's kind of selfishness reasons as well. I thought if I just keep that cash back and then I just let the dust settle for a while, then there could be like some major opportunity as well. Now, mm-hmm. it seems really selfish and self-centered of me, but at the end of the day, we're investors as well, you know? So we do, we do think like that and we do look for opportunity. Yeah, of course. And and and, and this, you know, what's going on at the moment will create some kind of opportunities. And it's whether, you've, like you say, you've been smart enough to kind of hold back some cash reserves to take advantage of opportunities. Um, but I mean, I believe that I got the offer accepted on Friday because this was coming on because we were trying to get, I was trying to get this property um, and trying to get it for a little bit under the market value and the, and the state agent was kicking back and no, no, they're wanting it near the, the market value and they kept kicking back and the, the property requires a huge amount of work and um, back and forward and eventually they kind of met in the middle on Friday. So it was like they've ordered the new, well, there was anticipation of things coming and things are way you go and get go a bit wrong so they decided to take the offer but I'm looking at it now going well if I pull out this deal who's actually going to go in and buy this right now it'd probably be no one yeah, um, so you probably could get a lot better it could be a better price and obviously then it's got, you've got to look at your exit value as well is the exit value going to be where I've put my numbers and my, my due diligence on it as well is it, is it going to be low but I, I don't believe the market prices will drop significantly I think that you know supply will dry up but demand will probably match it so to speak. I think yeah I think that's a really good point Stephen I think is that I think along those lines as well I think it's going to balance itself out almost mm. and um yeah we'll talk about our actual outlook on how we think it's going to go 
and our predictions because we might as well put our neck on the line and say how it's yeah. how we think it's going to go. We'll do that right at the end. But um, so that's I think, the. I think the, big, the biggest one I think you wanted to talk about was um, the whole buy let stuff. I mean, yeah. the first thing the government's done as soon as they've as soon as this has hit the fan, they've not even. You know, probably no one's lost a day's wages yet, but straight away the government's going, we're going to support renters, no one's going to get evicted from not paying their rent. To me, that's just opening a fucking can of worms for people to take full advantage of this situation and not pay their rent, basically. Um, so I think that's the one that's going to worry a lot of people on, on listening to the podcast and people that are on the group as well. It's a massive thing. So just to update people, the announcement, the latest news from uh, the Scottish government, actually, who's uh, Kevin Stewart, Housing Minister jumped in yesterday and released the, 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 the statement to landlords that got sent out to all Scottish landlords who are registered and all letting agents who are registered as well. And basically what he said is they're changing the law on the PRT, which says there's a mandatory ground, which means if a tenant is in rent arrears for three months, mm-hmm. they've got been three months when... Uh, at the point where you apply for eviction to the first tier tribunal, they're not going to allow that. It's got to be it's got to be six months, a minimum of six months now. So they're changing that from three months to six months. In effect, that gives the tenant a kind of like I'm, we talk, I talked about this last night, right, in the podcast in the Facebook Live. We are hoping that people do not take advantage of it, but like you say, a lot of tenants are just going to think, well. That's six months I don't need to pay rent. Yeah, that's going to open the doors, aye, definitely. You know, I really do think that a lot of people think that because what they're hearing as well is the headlines saying that landlords are getting a mortgage holiday. And see this terminology holiday as well. It makes it sound like they're getting a free lunch. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Has it been announced that they're going to get a break in buy-to-let mortgages. Yes, aye, that's confirmed now. So initially I thought it was just residential. Yeah. And it's been extended to buy-to-let as well. So there's but the, as, but the, the, the loan at the, or the holiday period that you take, that's just getting added to the loan, isn't it? Exactly. The loan. So that's, not, that's not free, that's not like a break in your mortgage. That all no. gets added up onto the end of the loan, so that the final, the, the full amount of the loan that you need to pay off mm-hmm. or else your monthly payments might increase just depending on how you structure it. Um, and and uh, am I right in saying that it definitely affects your credit rating as well? No, they said that it wouldn't affect your credit rating, but uh, right. the advice that I've been given is uh, to record if you do get granted this, and I think it's a case-by-case basis, not everybody's getting it. You know, I think yeah, there's certain criteria that you need to meet, i.e., you know, you're not in any sort of um, arrears for your mortgage payments and stuff like that. As long as you're up to date and all that, pretty much likelihood is you will get it. But the advice I've been given is when you call up the lender or you do the email or whatever, make sure you record either the telephone conversation or else you get it in writing through an email uh, that it will not affect your credit rating. Uh, oh, yeah, that's good to know. I think if it does and you, you've got to check your credit rating, once all this shit gets sorted out, you need to go make sure it doesn't affect your credit rating because if it does, then you need to go back and you need to get them to adjust it and with the evidence that you've got. So it's all a bit of a mess. Um, yeah. What's, what's your stance on it right now? Like, have you had any, anyone come through your, your letting agent or your own, property, your own tenants in your own portfolio to come through and say they've got any financial difficulty or they're not paying the rent? Have you heard anything at all yet? Well, so far I've got a number of different circumstances, right? So I quite, well, I've got a couple of tenants who are foreign tenants, right? 
um, Italy and France, and they've just said, look, we just need to hand the keys back. We, we, we want to go home. We want to be with our uh, parents who are elderly. You know, in Italy, I think they've hit like 3,000 deaths or something like that. So it's serious, serious shit over there. Um, so, so that guy was just like, look, I need to get the first plane out of here. And he left. And luckily, landlord was quite uh, sympathetic towards it. And they just said, look, we'll come to some arrangement and we'll just, um, you know, I'm not, we're not going to hold you to like a 28 days notice, right? That mm. was number one. A uh, couple of cases where tenants have come forward that, that are working in the hospitality industry. So restaurants, cafes, bars, nightclubs, that sort of thing. I think I've got about four cases of that already. They've come forward and says, look, we've been either asked not to come back to work because we're shutting down or else uh, we've got reduced hours. And obviously, it's looking like tomorrow the government might announce some sort of help for companies, businesses to like pay people's wages. That's the kind of rumors. But mm-hmm. in the meantime, people are like, they're looking on Google, they're looking on the news and they're, they're seeing that landlords are getting a break in the mortgage payments. And I'm getting emails saying, well, uh, you're getting breaks in your mortgage payments, so can we get breaks in our rent payments? But people think that they're just going to not be asked to pay that back. But I would advise anybody that you need to recoup that in rent arrears at some point down the line. Yeah, of course. So as a, as a, as a lineage as well, Nick, how would you police it? Are you going to look for proof that they actually are in financial difficulty before granting it? Or Yeah, absolutely. We've got, we've got to ask for proof. Like, there is quite a lot of people that, that, that won't be affected that work in the public sector or like, you know, like... Can work from home or something, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nurses, doctors, police, that sort of thing. Um, that are pretty safe, their salaries will keep coming through. But the people who definitely are affected, uh, or else the people who are often sick because they've actually got the virus, um, then we will be looking for something from the employer, basically. But I'm trying to support tenants as much as possible because yeah, of course, yeah. there is definitely, I mean, it's about working together, right? And we all want to work together. And the more we work together and communicate, the more we can try and get through this shit. And there is help out there. So, if you advise your tenants, then please advise them to go and apply for universal credit if they're eligible. And that will pay uh, probably most of the rent if they do get on that. The problem with the universal credit is that they're so inundated now and overwhelmed with applications. It used to be four to six weeks. You're now talking about probably 12, probably 12 weeks at least. Nice, so three months rent down the drain as well. You know, or three or months... Or- Three months away on it anyway. Universal credit. You're just going back to the question that you asked about the, you know, the tenants possibly abusing it and just saying right, sitting back and saying right, no rent for six months, you know, until actually a landlord has the power to do anything about it. Say mm-hmm. we clear it up after three months, and uh, you know, the the tenants still kicking back and saying no, I'm not paying it. You know, that's six months no paying any rent, then. If you want to apply to the tribunal, that can take up to another three months to actually get a date. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in this current climate, so if there's a lot of cases going through the tribunal, they might get backlogged as well. That could turn into like, that could turn into like over a year. Over a year, like, yeah. There's going to be a huge mess and there's going to be a huge clear up after this as well. That's the problem. Is, you know, if we get over this in three months, even the three months of, Say somebody doesn't pay rent for three months and the average rent's £500 a month, right? Mm-hmm. That's £1,500 
if you're trying to set up a payment plan with them after they get back on their feet, yeah, what fifty quid a month, hundred quid a month? Yeah, say fifty quid a month. Yeah. How long is that going to take to get back? Yeah, 30, Thirty months to get back. Yeah. Then it's going to be like, no, fuck this. We'll just hand yeah. back the keys. See you later. Yeah. So right. we are, you know, it's it's not about us against them, but somebody's going to come out short in this, and I feel it's going to be the landlord ultimately. I think I think like you say, it's it's going to be key to for the communication between landlords or the letting agent and the tenants, just to make sure that they understand the situation, they understand the person's circumstances, yeah. and be as helpful as we can, obviously. But I, I I wholeheartedly believe we're going to get people who are just going to milk the situation and they're going to just yeah. say they're going to see it on the news and go, We're just taking we're just take, taking full advantage of of this and we're not paying rent because they yeah. can't evict us. And that's absolutely the sad thing about, you know, people <laughs> People are saying, oh, it's great, you know, everybody's been so supportive in this. And, you know, i just seen a news headline tonight. I mean, there's some scam artist going about Deniston, an area in Glasgow, going around with collection buckets saying that they're collecting for some sort of coronavirus uh, victims or charity or something like that. You know, some people scamming it. You know, there is bad people out there. There is people that abuse things. But let's hope the majority of our tenants will um, try their best to get in the system, get the help, and try and pay as much rent as possible. I'm sort of saying that at landlords, look, even if we can get like 50% coming in, I try and get, get, something, them inside, get you know. something covered in it, and it stops them going into too much arrears as well. Exactly. You know, so it's, you've got to take it on a case-by-case basis. Guys, what are you thinking on the Facebook? Drop some comments in. Let me know. Let us know what you're thinking. If you've had any uh, tenants contact you, what are they saying to you? And what's your experience? Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, Stephen, was um, interest rate reductions. What about that one today? Did you see that one on the news? Yeah, I dropped to the historic low. Whoa. 0.1%. 0.1%? That's insane. So like 0.25% was the previous low. Mm. Like all-time record low. And the Bank of England's been going 320 years and it's dropped to 0.1%. So... Clearly, they're trying everything they can to try and boost the economy. Um, mm-hmm. What does that mean for us in terms of mortgages? Not a great deal because it won't. I don't think it'll funnel down. Um, most of us won't be on variable rate; we'll be on fixed term mortgages. So it's not going to affect as exactly. I wouldn't have thought. I think I've got two. I think I've got two that's actually on variable. I think with a drop last week, they went down something like eleven pound. So yeah. uh, not 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 hugely, no huge positive impact anyway, but. I think you said you mentioned before it's to help boost the economy for um for business small businesses to get loans yeah. to help with cash flow this this kind of time. Yeah, totally. So like you say, you know, if you're on a tracker, then obviously your your uh, payments will come down. Um the other thing to mention is I think that we'll be seeing a lot of this kind of line um that you see quite a lot on the LinkedIn posts from people saying get your money out the bank and get it into property. <laughs> so it's um, people can obviously target uh, private investors and say, look, we can offer you a better return here because you're only getting 0.1% in the bank. The property investment strategist. 0.1%, yeah, get your money out the banks and get it in myself and Stephen's pockets and we'll invest <laughs> it for you. <laughs> we'll try and pay our mortgages for the next few months while that shit has a fan. 
Yeah, totally. Um, and I think we're going to yes. need to wrap up here because that's my baby crying. So I think things are going to get a bit noisy here. No problem at all. I think we've co- we covered most of the points we spoke about on Tuesday and obviously we've updated the situation about what's been announced. Uh, yes, yeah, so give us your view, Stephen. What's going to happen to property prices and what's going to happen to the market? I don't think they'll be hugely affected. I think there will be opportunities to pick up some good deals because if someone is very highly motivated to sell and their stuff is on the market where estate agents have got a multiple buyers and they dry up, there could be an opportunity to pick up some deals, but I don't think it's going to affect the prices that much. I think we might get a little dip, but nothing, I don't think it's going to be that big. Yeah, um, I don't think so either. I think it's going to create a bit of a lull. There's not going to be much activity maybe for about three months. Uh, but I think that as soon as the confidence, uh, as soon as public confidence gets back in, things start moving again, then I think it will just rocket back up again. Depends on how, it, how it long it lasts as well. It could seriously affect a lot of estate agents because, I mean, they're not going to be listing as much properties um, as they would usually be doing. And obviously, it probably goes like, like same to the letting agents. They're getting paid on a commission basis. And if tenants aren't paying their rent, then the letting agents aren't making their their commission as well. So it could have negatively affect both those industries as well. Absolutely. Right, a big shout out to Ella Rad and Jillian Green because they did a couple of videos for us on the Facebook group. So that's much appreciated. Um, and have you got any reviews you can read out just quickly, Stephen, to finish us off? So I've got one here, a five-star review um, from Mutz84. What a fantastic podcast. You guys are really great at what you do and I really appreciate all the information that you're willing to share for free. It's definitely motivated me to bite the bullet and go ahead and start my property investment journey. You guys are very positive and inspiring. I've seen myself listening to your podcast whenever I feel demotivated to get a bit of a boost, keep up the great work and I look forward to future episodes. So thanks very much for that brilliant review. That's really good. It's nice to be motivating. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Thanks very much for your support, guys. Thanks very much for joining the Facebook Live here. Sorry we've not had any time to shout out any people who have commented in the live. There's a couple of questions. We'll get back to you and we'll put a few comments in when we get off the call. But at the moment, my two-year-old baby's just woken up. All hell's broke loose in the Ponty household, so I'm going to need to check out, guys. I'll catch you later. Cheers, Stephen. Brilliant. Thank you.